podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I haven't had something that awesome since Bill Bellamy's Fast Lane. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. We're back. It's been a long time since we've been here. Wow. Wow. I feel like I start off every podcast that way. And it's me, Tiggs. And with me, as always, are Alex. Hey. Russ. It's me. And everyone's favorite, Russ. Oh, yeah, it's still me. And Peter. I was just waiting for where you were going with that. <laughs> I was like, he's not going to say, oh, that's, yeah, that's a, that was a good idea. <laughs> um, so I give that bit three Russes out of three Russes. That's Woo! There we go. Starting off on a, a high note then. Uh, but man, it's been a long time since we've been here. Uh, so I just want to know, what do you guys think about Edgar Wright uh, not on Ant-Man anymore? Here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, it stinks because he's been attached to this project for literally eight years. Forever, yeah. But at the same time, like, it's it's Marvel at this point. They probably realize the second they have any kind of conflict with any director or writer or actor, they're like, oh, wait, uh, you're replaceable. We can get somebody from TV who knows how to do this shit how we tell them to do. So... It sucks because you won't get like a cool kind of zippy Ant-Man movie that is a, that feels totally different. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that, I feel like Marvel wants everything, no, no matter what, to be cohesive. So it oh, sucks, yeah. but, you know, it'll still be cool. It felt like it would have benefited both of them yep. to, to keep going with it. But at the same time, you're, you're 100% right, Russ. Uh, at this point, like, if you do something that Marvel doesn't like, not even the stars or anyone can can stop it. RDJ is, I think it's been proven, is pretty much the only person with any clout in that universe that isn't Kevin Feige. Is that how you pronounce it? Feige? Feige? Fiji? Fiji? Fiji water? Feige. Kevin F. Uh, Did you guys read the supposed, or the, uh, it was leaked, I guess, by uh, Latina Review earlier, uh, that... It was it was pretty much over like script rewrites. Uh, they had asked them f- to rewrite this, or Marvel had asked uh, Cornish and, and I guess Wright to rewrite the script. Uh, they gave them two different versions. Uh, they still didn't like it, so they brought in their own staff. And when they gave that script back to Edgar Wright, he was just like, "No, I don't want to do this script." I, I believe it. it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I, I would not put totally... it back. Latino Review is not always the most reliable source. But, but oddly, are enough, you they, kidding me? They, they have been bringing they, everything recently. They hit a lot more than they than they miss. Yeah. I feel like if, if they were going to miss, they miss on something bigger. No, they are actually ridiculously accurate. Like, so like and I remember like, there was a time, maybe probably back in like oh eight or oh nine, when I started to realize that Harry from Ain't It Cool likes anything he gets to go to the premiere of. Right. Uh, that I like started going to Latino Review and I was throwing and shade I, on the podcast. I like it. Take that. Wait, what? Throwing shade on Harry on the podcast. It's true. Russ read, is fucking throwing down. Let's do this. I'm sorry. Read, read any review he's written in the last six years. Yeah. I just don't understand how you get so famous, but still keep the same website design that like a middle school student did for a really shitty project. Kapow! <laughs> Knocking him again. Let's do no, it. I'm I love so, it. I, no, it's true. I like, do. I it's, love it. It, it. It's a terribly designed website it that is. I go it's to. It's awful. I can't even count how many times a day. I want to almost take it out of my rotation. It's not even up to date on the TV stuff. Yeah. It's like, do I want a really sweet electric wheelchair or upgrade my website? Uh, I'll be fat in an electric wheelchair. Oh. No, or, or if he has to change that little flash animation in the corner nope. or keep the website the same. He's like, well, you know what? If I change that flash, I'm going to have to change the whole website. Nope. People like my little cartoon blurb. Well, Nobody likes it. You guys have gone on Joe Blow on, uh, on mobile recently, but you cannot click on anything without getting full page ads that. Oh, I know. Well, we're more throwing beef, shade more beef. At... I love it. Well, for Joe Blow, I always make sure what I have bookmarked is Joe Blow's movie news. Like, if you get into that. Oh, because yeah. you don't want to deal with... I mean, movie hotties sometimes... Hey, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I followed movie hotties for a little while until I realized I had a computer on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have to settle for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes, sometimes it's nice to, like, go back to yesteryear when, like, a little bit of booby... Went a long way. We'll get you through the day. Can you guess whose boobs these are, Russ? Oh, I'm so good at that. 
Yeah. But I mean, and also Arrow in the Head is terrible. Who? On uh, in the Joe Blow Network. What? Didn't he just like put out a movie or star in a movie or something recently? He's an actor, but not in the sense that he makes money from it. Did he do something that had to do with VHS? One or two? Oh, did he? That that sounds. That just sounds like it would be true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's weird because like Joe Blow, Joe Blow is uh, is has like a lot of interviews and like has had some like pretty scoopish stuff, but their horror guy is just the stereotypical shitty horror guy. Yep. Well, it's, yeah. it's tough to be a horror movie writer because what you like isn't good, and you <laughs> spend your time like trying to talk about something that's good when it's really just the top of shit mountain. Bloody right. disgusting isn't so bad. And, yeah. and maybe but, one out of every ten things you write about is... No, no, probably one in every twenty movies you write about is remotely interesting. But also, I think that like well, the thing with a lot of movie websites is like the ain't it cools and all of them. Like while they were underground and all this stuff, you know, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are kind of uh, the man yeah. now when it comes to a lot of that stuff. And that's and and if you're gonna if if it's a part of the man now, then you might as well just go to Hollywood Reporter or Deadline or some actual movie news or entertainment news variety, something like that, and you'll get you'll get it just as fast. Yeah, yeah. You just won't get as much as the, of the like editorializing. I go to Joe Blow every day and I go to Bleeding Cool every day, but that's yeah. it. I don't go to anything else. Bleeding Cool my phone has been telling me to go to a lot lately, but I never it's not in my regular rotation. What it has. I have I have got Google now. Oh, so Google now is actually recommending it yeah, Google keep now. telling me that there are hot girls in Brooklyn waiting to message me right now. Really? Mine just wants to deconstruct the Hannibal for now. Well, I, I would love if, like, <laughs> Russ's, like, Google metrics think he's so cool that he doesn't even need to meet, to meet singles. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Russ gets my, all the best it's, ads. It's trying to impress him with website recommendations. <laughs> Maybe he'll hang out with me. <laughs> uh, Bleeding Cool's great. It started out as a... The, the the writer Rich Johnson was worked for comic book resources and a, and a couple different things, and he was just like a a comic book like almost even rumors guy more than anything else. Hmm. But he he was he they, I think they partnered with uh, Dynamite that publisher. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and they started doing a couple little movie things too, and now they have everything. It's pretty fantastic. It's a pretty fantastic website, yeah. and it's like easy, and they do split it. Between comics and moves, movies, but it's like right down the middle, so it's very easy to see. And it was like paid for by professionals, other than you know, ain't it cool? Like we were saying before, right? right. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, once things get reblogged now so fast that it, it it doesn't even matter where you go to for your movie news. Nope. Yeah, like yeah. the trailer for um, this is where I leave you came out, and I really want to watch it. The Jonathan. Uh, oh, the Jonathan Tropper. Tropper book, yeah. It's got a great cast. Um, what is what's her? What is Jane Fonda doing? Because she looks fantastic. I know. I know. Uh, there is a portrait of her in her attic. Uh, you don't look at it. <laughs> really messed up. Oh God! I watched the tra- I watched the trailer at work. It and as a not white person, I always get a little <laughs> skittish when I see like a family drama with a bunch of adult siblings. I get like like it might be the Family Stone or a little Dan in real life, but having read a lot of Jonathan Tropper, just not that book, I feel like I, it might it might be okay for not whites to see. Why? <laughs> hey, why do you get nervous of older white siblings? Yeah, because it, it's like it's just such a lame, shitty, dumb Dan in real life fish type of movie every single time, and. They all like converge because somebody died, and it's somebody. Was this, was Robert De Niro one in which he was visiting all his kids for Christmas? Oh God! Was yeah. Sam Rockwell one of his kids? Yeah, it was like it yeah. was good cast too. It was like that? Sam Rockwell, Jennifer Connelly, and uh, the RZA. <laughs> and he said, "Ute Clan did to fuck with." Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I just want to talk about Brick Mansions. Can we talk about Brick Mansions for a little bit here? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the final Paul Walker vehicle. Wait, are you skipping over the rust down? Are we doing yeah. it? Some uh, traditions should not be All right. fucked. Can we get a rust down? 
Everybody's yes, we fine. can if you give me a second because I'm looking it up right now. That's why you know, I wouldn't ask for fine. it yet. Everybody. Oh, oh man, I don't like this mobile app. From the last podcast, what was petering out? What do you oh, mean? I forget. Did I explain a movie like I haven't seen? I don't remember. And We're gonna have to go I, back to I the was video. Just pulling a Peter in general. Like, I thought petering out was something more negatory. Wait, what was petering out? Where does that? There was like a segment, like where it was like the rust down, and then there was something I did, and we decided. Oh to call... yeah, that's right. You know what petering out is? Please write into Movie Movie Podcast. Yeah, at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. All right. All right. Let's get the rust down. Or tweet while we record this. Um, is anybody checking our Twitter? No. So. Brick Mansions, directed by Camille Delamar. An undercover Detroit cop navigates a dangerous neighborhood that's surrounded by a containment wall with the help of an ex-con in order to bring down a crime lord and his plot to devastate the entire city. So, this is the... I said we stopped a bit in that. 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the 10 million. And Stop then he just, like, had other people bid in the room. <laughs> Not how it works. So this is the remake of the French parkour film. Yeah, District B. The trailer makes it seem like it's also a parkour film. Yeah, it is the opening touch. It's a parkour film in the same way that, like, um, in the the same way that the Land Before Time is a documentary, (laughs) or that the film Titanic is about them exploring the wreck of the Titanic. Okay, yeah, I get that. That that works a little bit better. <laughs> oh, because I went with, like, an actual thing. Yeah, I think that's probably why it worked a little bit better. I was trying to think of, like, other movies that, like, start in a weird place and go somewhere else. Yeah. Well done. Wait. Like, uh, like Saving Private Ryan's about an old, sad man. At a graveyard. <laughs> 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 I would love it if that was the whole movie. It's just it. All right, Brick Mansions, Jesus Christ, guys, come on. I would also love it if, if that guy sat in front of that grave for, like, the entire two hours, 15 minutes. It would win a palm d'or in, like, five <laughs> seconds yep. flat. Yep. Oh, I mean, Malik would direct the shit out of it. Yep. I'd watch it. I'd watch so it. The thing, my favorite thing about this movie is that... Everything. Uh, everything. Uh, well, everything. But Paul Walker is finally called on being the most a cop that any cop has ever been trying to be undercover. Oh. <laughs> yep. And he just, like, comes up to the French guy and he's just like, oh, you're such a cop. <laughs> and then like, he was like, what? I so looked at him and he's like, pretty much like, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> like, because Paul Walker, like, he's the 45-year-old guy that would be walking around with a backpack in your middle, in, like, your high school asking where, like... The coolsters buy drugs. The cool <laughs> chums. Uh, it's you know he's like, uh, fuck. What was I just thinking? <laughs> and that's what we call Peter, Peter Ring. Out. No, that's not. Yeah. No, the last thing was like a out. fun. It was Peter an actual Ring thing. Out. Peter no, Petering out. out was the actual thing. I think I. Petering out is going to be something new. Multiple every... meanings. Yeah. I really. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can. God damn. <laughs> Uh, going into this movie, I literally had... I literally expected it to be awful. Oh, I remembered it. It's not important now, though. <laughs> Don't say it. Leia, let us know. What I was going to say. Yeah. Not what Peter oh. meant. Never mind. Yeah, we know. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say, it's kind of like uh, what they use now, like when Bat- Batman dresses up as Matches Malone, and you just want to be like, that's clearly not a real person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. This guy who, like, walks up, like, still with a toothpick in his mouth and speaks like a gangster is an actual, like, uh... Wasn't worth it. Petering <laughs> out. Petering out. Uh, so, yeah, w- went into this thing with zero expectations. Uh, honestly, thinking that it was going to be, like, a direct-to-DVD at one point. Uh, but, Jesus Christ. This movie was so much fucking fun. And the RZA was... <laughs> the RZA. Is, literally is playing the RZA for the most part. <laughs> No, he literally alludes that he is, in fact, actually the RZA. Yeah, he says, like, he, he goes, cash rules, or where I come from, cash rules everything around me. And where I come from is the sons of Shaolin, because I'm the RZA. <laughs> also, please come into my 36 chambers <laughs> and do some tiger style. You can call me Bobby Digital if you want to, whatever. I mean... And I'll keep feeding you and feeding you. And then I made a Wu-Tang Clan reference. <laughs> <laughs> right, we all we all made them because we all we all get them, right? Uh, Pete, you're just like one of those white people movies. <laughs> uh, 
You are the Dan in real life of this podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you guys never realized that happiness was right in front of you the entire time? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of here and take Rachel McAdams with you. Oh, with pleasure. Listen, don't, don't beat about Pete just because he's got conviction. Hillary <laughs> Swank and Sam Rockwell. Uh, what did you say? Yeah. It was like an Oscar bait movie where somebody was trying to do something. Oh, was that Swank? Her brother, she like got a law degree to free her brother, Sam Rockwell? Yeah, like 30 years later. And then didn't he like die like right after as soon as he left prison? I think after he got out. That was Spoiler, fuck. <laughs> no, that was like a cracked article of just like, this real story is all fucked up. <laughs> Did you guys um, know that Rizza was actually born in Brooklyn, though he reps Staten Island? Oh, shit. Seems like a downgrade, right? Yeah. Well, it, uh, was it he, uh, him and ODB who were cousins? Um, at one point. Yes. <laughs> one and point. the Jizza. Yeah. There was the Jizza and ODB. The, th- the three-letter members of the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, so, uh, one thing I loved about the Rizza's character, because obviously he's, he's the highlight of the movie. He steals every scene. He does. I like when he's cooking in the beginning. Oh, that's right. Oh, is it fresh in my memory? My grandmother would be rolling in her grave if she knew I was putting this many hot peppers in her. uh... Then he's on to say, the great thing about my grandmother's recipe is you just need the ingredients or something like that. Like, he just lists, like, he's trying to make it sound, like, profound, but he's just listing what a recipe is. It's just like, all you need is the ingredients that you can cook. <laughs> I would watch a Riza cooking show. Oh my god, so fast! And also, the best part is when he says he holds up a gun at one of his henchmen. And says, "Do you have any ideas?" And the guy just smiles and goes, "Nope." <laughs> like he didn't expect to be shot a moment later. <laughs> He's like, "You know what? Honesty is the best policy." Well, it's such a run. ridiculous um, action movie trope in which. The, the head bad guy is mad at someone just below him, but he's yeah. too big of a character, so he just shoots a random someone person. Else. It's like, he's like, you really disappointed me. I'm going to shoot someone who's like three steps below you to teach you a lesson. But next time... Uh, next time it could better. be you. Yeah. Just think about that. Like, next time you better hope somebody above you doesn't fuck up, or else you'll be the one I kill. Exactly. Which how, is really circular. How is that Rizzo TV show again? Is that pretty good right now? It's no, it's awful, but okay. I can't. I'll never stop watching it. Okay. <laughs> in that? Uh, is it is it uh, John Locke in that? Yes, yeah. it's John Locke. Uh, every uh, um, and I don't mean to be racist, okay, but every every Hispanic gang member who's ever been in a movie as a gang member. So like anybody who might have been in that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal or Training Day, they're all in this. Okay, okay. and then um, end of watch. Yeah, End of Watch. So basically everybody from End of Watch plus John Locke and the RZA. Okay. And Han. Oh! What? Is he eating a snack? He's not. He's a straight-laced FBI agent. Oh. He's pretty much exactly who he was in Bullet to the Head. Yes. Wow. But the best part is the good guy is also in the gang that they're trying to get. What? But he's conflicted. actual gangs in the show? I thought it was just gang-related. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, guys. What did you I, think of Brick Mansions? I, I think Alex. I think it's it's so stupid, but so fun. The movie ends with stars. a fist bump. So you just wanted stars. <laughs> I did oh, just did want stars. I thought we were doing stars anymore. Last week, you guys yelled at me for even saying anything. Yeah, we yelled at you for everything. All right, fine. In that case, uh, I give it. Uh, Three, uh, okay, Pete, go. See, that's not, that's not, that's what we don't want. <laughs> Pete, go. Uh, I give three? it four. And Russ? Four. Yeah, I'm giving this one a four, maybe four and a half. I don't know. This is high, man. I mean, this is, I, we were talking about this. This is, this is a shoe in right now for lockout of the year. Right? This is my lockout of the year. Yeah, like this is the lockout pick. Uh, it's I don't know. Crazy. I don't know anything coming out for the rest of the year that could possibly top it, except like October movies that we have no idea about yet. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I think that there still could be something uh, that'll just like sort of pop up on the radar or something like that. But I, or even uh, what's that? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. I could see that possibly being super dumb. And maybe see, I don't. I don't know. Like, I think Edge of Tomorrow takes itself a little too seriously yeah, to be dumb yeah, enough. 
Wait, was I Frankenstein this year? And did anyone yes, see it Frankenstein? That was January. Uh, it's I, on. I, yeah, I, I can't see it. I was going to rent it the other day, but then I decided to watch Star Wars. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it was something um, safe. Um, one of my favorite things, though, uh, is that Brick Mansions, it feels like it's cut so fast that mm-hmm. you feel like they were just like, guys, we have to make this movie exactly 90 minutes. So we're going to make every transition of people running end abruptly. Like, this uh, movie is about the, 73 minutes. Yeah, so you're moved. dead on. Is it really? It's, it's the yeah. shortest movie I think I've, I've seen in a long time. It, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. It's about 80-something. I was going to say, that's like Shrek 3 at that point. No, it's like 85, but like it moves. Like like every time someone, like, like they're just like, okay, we need this person to run up here, and we're going to just cut it directly to them uh, being inside the bus, and you're going to see them, and then they're going to shoot, and like... Oh yeah, it's Frank level of like we need to keep this thing going so fast because like clearly the director was just paranoid. Everyone was bored, and it's like and it, and it almost seems like they filmed this movie in sequential order. So like yeah. first scene to the end, like oh shit, we gotta oh, do this all in one take, guys. We don't spoilers. have that much film. Paul Walker's grandfather gives up smoking at the end. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That was, you know what? That was a little nice. All right. So, what about Hercules? Do you guys think that Hercules might be ridiculous, or do you think that's also just going through movies for the rest of the year, and that might be the only other thing that could be the lockout prize? You got to figure it's got swords and sandals that can always be lockouty. It's got a Brett Ratner direction, mm. and it's got The Rock, who's the king of making stuff that shouldn't even be decent. Like, kind <laughs> of fuck. yeah. So uh, th- that's actually a really good. I think that might be it. I think I mean that's going to be the only other one in the running. But that might be so terrible. It, I know everything about that movie so far looks pretty bad. I had yeah. such an approve. I had such an approving. I mean, I'm going to smile the whole time watching Brick Mansions. I don't know that I'll have that. That I, I might laugh during Hercules, yeah. but I don't know how much of it I'll enjoy. Yeah, but I'm still going to love it. Yeah, no, that don't make no sense. Yes. Well, Doesn't also, happy birthday, Kylie Minogue. Oh, really? <laughs> How old is she today? 50s? Ooh. Wow. Really waiting for that cam- that follow-up to Street Fighter that I thought was going to happen. We all thought that was going to happen. Remember when like, you actually saw that there's going to be, like, oh, man, there's another Street Fighter movie, and it turned out to just be an animated one? No, it's like, well, that's there, not what I wanted. There's a new Street, street Fighter, uh, like... Kind of like the way they did the Mortal Kombat, like a uh, like ten a, minute. So a terrible web series. Yeah, it's supposed to be great. People that's what, are like, that's what everyone uh, said about fucking Mortal Kombat too when that came out. I thought I think, no, it wasn't good. It just kind of had like actors that are you know kind of known a little bit. The first episode was good because it was just like was oh shit. Yeah, I could see the potential here, and then everything else was just fucking flat. Uh, I haven't watched any of the Street Fighter one though. No, yep, just just came out last week. Oh, did it really? Interesting. Oh, so there's something I wanted to completely shifting gears to a movie that none of us will ever see. Let's talk about what, it. What, what's going on with Adam Sandler? Blended bombed. Oh, yeah. I heard terrible things about it. Um, I, you know, it, I, I, I have to feel like there's there's only so long you can kind of keep up, like, phoning it in like that. And so I think do, that... do we think it's – oh, is it done? Is this it? Does he have one more shit in him? Well, that's oh. – I mean, it, it – this is weird because the whole thing of like when he came out and said like movies are vacations. Oh yeah, is that this this would had to be expensive if they shipped the whole production to Africa. Yeah, he really shouldn't have said that either. No, I think he, I think he needs. That was but the thing is, like at this point in his career, if he just walked away, do you think he would have any care in the world? No, <laughs> no, I think I think he's probably. I, no, I mean, I, I hope he's doing well, and he's also got the production company that's still making a bunch of stuff. So it's, Whether it's, it's good or not, yeah. is irrelevant. It doesn't matter, no, because people still go and see it. Um, right. He's like 48 years old now, which is crazy. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about this shit. Did you, uh, did you uh, hear or see what he said on Norm MacDonald's uh, podcast about why he won't, S- uh, won't host SNL? No. He was just no, like, I never even thought about that. Uh, wow. <laughs> Zing. Zing. Shade thrown. Uh, he said, wow. uh, first, first Harry. Right. Then an actual friend. <laughs> uh, he said, why should I? I don't know how good it would be. I'm slow now. There are guys who love doing it who are great at it. I just don't know how good I'd be doing it. Uh, be doing it. I, I did what I can on the show. I can do it on the show. Uh, so he sort of knows his limits there, but it seems like 
I don't know. He'll, he'll still take a movie role, but again, he was. He's I think he's really him. hit. If that's the case, yeah. then I think he's kind of hit that same creative wall, obviously, in his movies. Yeah. Where I'm like, you, you might need to like shift gears and do something else because this shit ain't working. What was the last like good Sandler movie? Good or successful? I'm not talking about funny people. I'm talking about good or successful. Good? Let's talk both. Yeah. I have his filmography up right now. Because, I, mean, I would have. I like Punch yeah, Drunk. Yeah, Punch Drunk Love is probably the. But that that was his first departure, though. You can't really. Yeah. Right. That was I would old. still say that if it was his last great role, I would still consider it his last great role. You guys, I know that this is not a good movie, but I like it a lot. The Longest Yard. I'm sorry. I love it. I'll watch it as many times as it's on. There's got to be something. Else. I've never seen it actually. It's a it's a it's a movie with football in it. Yeah. So that's great to me. I mean, yeah, and it, Terry it was Cruz. okay. Yeah. Maybe I should rewatch it. I was it. a real a long time. I was a real stuck up 19-year-old when I was just like, um, I really like Mean Machine. The okay. Bri- yep. the the British remake of The Longest Yard that came out like 2 years before. Oh, yeah, yeah what yeah. a shit. That sounds like something you would say. See, the thing is like I kind of had a stick up my ass about this movie too cuz uh <laughs> My buddy Judge was like, oh, The Longest Yard, it's so good. And I was like, well, you have awful taste, <laughs> so it can't be. But then I watched it, and I will watch it. It's it's not a good movie by any stretch, but it's so it's incredibly did, watchable. Did any of you guys actually see uh, Rain Over Me, his like last dramatic one? Nope. No. Did you? I wanted to at first because it's um, cause Don Cheadle, who I enjoy a great, a great deal. Oh, it, was yeah. Mike, it was a Mike Binder movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And hey, I, like I, I like the upside of anger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, no, that that was the last, like, I felt like, uh, well, I guess Funny People aside. Um, last Funny time. People is a decent movie if it was 90 minutes. Yeah. Anger management? It's, it's the most, it, yeah, it, oh, God. Well, I think I really disliked Adam Sandler's improv in Funny People. Yeah. That's where I get what he says about SNL. He doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. very slow. It's very boring. It's very stale. Airheads. And it's good. I mean, it's well. It's good that he knows his limits, but I'd love to see him, like I don't know, do some other shit now. And he's got Pixels coming out. Yeah, I don't know about that though. And well, that's that, just, that seems like that is just like recipe for him to take something else and make it his. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 just kind of like, all right, here's what we can do to make this profitable, and you know, not great, but you know what, it'll be. And it's Chris Columbus who's like the king of taking stuff and just kind of making it like soullessly all right. <laughs> Speaking of making things soullessly all right, we saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2 recently. Whoa. I, I, I did not. Oh, you didn't? No, it was I, soullessly all right. What? Yeah, uh, you got to you got to retract that. It uh, wasn't all right at all. I'll be honest, I, I could not see this movie alone. And when when Peter came in and gave me that 25-minute long like recap of it, yeah, uh, I knew that I never wanted to see this movie. I mean, it, I, I would have... Well, I didn't want to say it was soullessly all right, but then Russ jumped in after Alex was saying terrible things about the last movie, and I wanted to recap what uh, Alex had said, but Russ had already moved it's on. Okay. So, it's okay. I did not say terrible things about the last movie. I thought it was fun. No one believes you, Alex. Uh, so can we get the rust down for The Amazing Spider-Man 2? I mean, I guess. Um, let me just go to it. Cool. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mark Webb doing his not thing. Uh, <laughs> Peter Parker runs the gauntlet as the mysterious company Oscorp turns a slew of supervillains against him, impacting his life. So, yeah. Kurtzman and Ortsy. Ortsy and Kurtzman. Well, they broke up, right? This is their swan song. This is it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if this is the move, if this is the last thing you did as a group before you break, I hope that they just like fought the whole time writing this shit, and that's why it came out the way it did. I just because this movie sucks. What movie happens is, I th- I think for the two of them, other than one of them moving on to directing, is that like they stopped being the guys to get and just started being the guys to have their name on, and then you would still just get someone else to rework it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure they were like, okay, so we can't do this anymore because people are going to rewrite our scripts or we're going to get too many notes now. We don't have that power anymore. And then this old piece of shit. And you know where that shit – and what's funny is like Spider-Man is a complete mess in every conceivable way and they wrote it. 
But the show that they like practically created, Sleepy Hollow on Fox, is is also a complete mess that just kind of works. And because they're, they're, it's kind of just throwing shit against the wall, and it's like, look, just have fun with it. You kind of really can't do that with Spider Man. Yeah, there's too much of a history and and too much shit that we already know and stuff that we've already seen in the first franchise for you to just come in here and just like throw some shit at the wall and expect me to see it and enjoy it. This This movie movie is a complete fucking waste of time. Yeah. It is literally just, it feels like a collection of scenes most of the time, uh, that, that are, I don't know, like some of them, they're supposed to be funny, but none of them ever fucking are like, it, it just falls flat, uh, in every possible occasion and anytime you ever start, like, well, you never feel for any character like, like they're, they're uh, especially like Electro, whose turn to evil is so sharp and it makes no fucking sense whatsoever that you nope. just can't believe it. Uh, just uh, the Rhino for like the you know the fourteen second season of the movie is so fucking terrible. Everything Paul Giamatti about- doesn't ever say an actual discernible word. He must have been having just a great time, being like, "I'm gonna get fucking paid for just doing this caricature." For he like got paid a day and to a half. mumble. He yeah. got paid to grumble and mumble and turn the steering wheel back and forth as though like he's a kid pretending to drive in the front seat of the car with yeah. his parents. And there are so many fucking just dumb moments. Uh, like, oh, I'm the, I have to come with you. Only I can, only I know the, uh, how to turn off the machine. Oh, and then it's just a giant button that says power off. Or whatever. Um, or we were talking about how, uh, planes or and talk to uh, the fucking tower is over radios with battery power, so none of this electric like this wouldn't really matter, right? That's why this happens. They have things like this. Uh, Electro apparently hears dubstep all the fucking time and just tells them to kill Spider Man. Oh yeah. The part about the plane scene that I really enjoyed when I read someone's critique of it was the whole part of the planes almost crashing because of the electricity had no bearing on no, anyone in the movie. It didn't. It was just it was random. Def- it was the air traffic controllers and the people on the plane. None of those were characters we cared about. It wasn't like Die Hard 2 and they had to put John McClane's wife on the plane. It yes. was, yeah. here's people on a plane. And we should, and they were like, what does this matter? Like, we get that Spider-Man is fighting a bad guy. Yeah. Why do we need to know that two planes almost crashed? We don't. It was just a random fucking scene, just in the middle. Why of the do we over. need to see Felicia if... All she's literally going to do is say, oh, I'm Felicia. Yeah. And then done. Special <laughs> projects. Oh well, because, like, I, I think that in the, the era of, like, okay, we got to do fan service. It's not, it's like, it's not, it's not um, fan service. Oh, because they don't even say her last name. It's just, so like, it, a first it, name drop. It's not even close dumb. to being fan service. Right. Yeah, that's and like that's saying a... my mom knew a guy that had magnetic powers. Right? That's yeah. Kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but at, at least... the same time, in, in, in X Men, his first name's Peter, yeah, not Pietro. <laughs> you can't you can't give fan service by saying, "Hey, you know that person? You know, well, we're gonna change them completely for no reason, but they're gonna reference something else that only you guys are in on." Uh, I will say, <laughs> Sally Field actually kind of pulled in a pretty good performance in this movie. I don't remember it's... her being in the movie at all. It's She's like... only in it for about fifteen <laughs> minutes, but she was there... great. Their fake fan service is like slapping you in the face and then giving you a root beer lollipop. Ooh. Oh, I can go for a root beer right. lollipop. That's fine. I meant that in the sense that those are terrible. Okay, it's like slapping oh. you in the oh. face and giving you a bag of banana runs. Oh, banana runs. Oh. Peter, yes. Peter, Peter, all I was thinking about when you switched was banana runs. <laughs> you were in my actual head just then. Okay. Oh my god, this is Okay, weird. no, I'm with you now. This sucks. I hate banana runs. Thank you. I mean... That's what it's like. It's like... What that's else do I have to eat? For it. This, like, little token... Oh. Have a meal, Tiggs. <laughs> Sorry. God, I know. Alright, I'll cook something. Imagine if they came up with a bag of, like, oops, all banana runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That would be the I end of that. I think they did once, and guess what? What? It went to Ukraine. Guess what happened there? Revolution. What the? What? What, what the hell just I'm happened? Saying, banana runs. I don't know. Don't try to get political. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing banana runs and then don't try to get political <laughs> is my favorite two things to hear back to back. 
I like it because banana runs almost sounds like it's a dirty word. It should be a dirty word. Like the more I gave really old banana runs. It, it almost sounds like it should also be racist. Like, oh man, look at that pack of banana runs. Oh, dude, I, go. I, I feel comfortable with you saying that. Yeah, that. seriously, that was yeah. that sounded just harsh. That's almost as bad as your trucker hate. <laughs> oh, they have stopped writing in finally. So that's yeah. Good. I've I'm over it. Yeah, so, you made peace so, with the truckers. Okay, so- well, it's like, man, I have this awesome new bit of the petering out, so I don't have to talk about truckers anymore. And then you forgot what that bit was. I don't remember what it was. Uh, and then that made you feel racist. Uh, so, so how do you guys feel about uh, Green Goblin? Sucks. Dumb. Sucks. Okay. Well, he's in it for like eight seconds. What, that's what blows my mind, is this movie is two and a half hours long. Yeah, no is. one's in the movie for more than five minutes. Yeah. So what and there's Spider-Man no fight. I also do? don't understand the Green Goblin's motivation either. So fucking dumb. So convoluted. Technically, this movie is five years in a relationship that goes nowhere. Oh. Yep. That's how long this movie spans of time, too. It's like three years. And it's just about Peter and Gwen not getting together. Wait, is it really? It's three years. Yeah, because it starts off with graduating high school. And then by the time the movie's over, they're like part part ways through college, if not through it. It's three to five years. Wow. Which is a long time to tell a story and to have a villain in it, and then another one. Do you think they would have built some more motivation over that five years? Nope. Okay. Is he Spider-Man this whole time? Does it like pull a Dark Knight Rises and there's been no Spider-Man for three years or something? At one point. Really? At the very end, you remember he stops, and then and then the kid stands up to Rhino, and that's actually kind of cool. And then he shows up, and you're just like, put the kid back in. Oh, yeah. And see, that's the frustrating thing, is, like, despite all of my dislike of this movie, when Spider-Man's actually Spider-Manning and doing shit, I'm like, the way he's animated and the way they have him move and the physics behind him, I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's what I feel like Spider-Man would move like. I feel like he's got the right attitude of Spider-Man when he's in the suit. But how did you They only get Spider-Man independent of everything else kind of right? Right. And then everything else is wrong. So if, if that's the case, like, tear your fucking movie down. Mm-hmm. Because there's too much shit going on, and the well, only thing that was halfway decent was Spider-Man. Well, that was, like, in the first Amazing Spider-Man, like, that fight in the school and stuff like that was great. Yeah, that was like, really cool. had an awesome... Well, that was the thing, like, this The one in the power was, like, was fucking dumb in this movie. Well, this movie was clearly rushed because yeah. I, the first one worked out because they spent time clearly planning on what a fight between... Spider-Man the Lizard would be. Mm-hmm. And this one's rushed because, like, oh, so Spider-Man swings around on webs, so that's how he'll fight both of these people. Yeah. He's just going to run away from them, and it's going to be real aerobatic, and that's it. Yeah. I can't even really remember one thing he does to fight Elektra. I feel like he just kind of webs along his merry way. Yeah, I don't remember either. Like, I don't think he ever, like, do a punch webbed into a kick none of that so all right how uh, how is emma stone in this she's good like how are the act how are the well like she has knee high socks on at one point that's pretty good i'm into it yeah but now she never will again so fuck it right they have good chemistry it's just wasted on a shitty script and, and a dumb and a dumb like relationship arc yeah that's true all right pete one star for me yeah that's uh yeah you know what I feel awkward giving it one. I don't know why. I got this weird attachment to Spider-Man. I was just like, oh, I can't do it. Because, like, work went into this movie, and they they tried. I guess, like, one and a half. Okay. Russ, one and a half as well? Uh, I, uh, wow, you guys are You guys were all about the Spider-Bashing before, and now I'm giving no, you, you know, that option. No, fuck it. One. One star. Giving you the guillotine, all right? The guillotine. I gave him chop at the goddamn head. I heard you. Good job. You know what? You know what? You know what? Tiggs, you're right. You're right. This movie sucked. Mm-hmm. I would never watch it again. It's a one. It's just weird to say that. Yeah, it is. It is weird. I'm going to give it a three, but that's besides the point. I'm kidding. You're going to get a one. <laughs> I was about to kill you. Because <laughs> don't you know? I'm Electro. Oh, my God. What? I just don't understand... Why anything in that movie happened? I don't know why Jamie Foxx said, "Yeah, I'll do that." Oh my god! How much? How many like dump trucks of money did they drive up to his house for no good reason? I I don't know. And this I think we're really and that's the weird thing is like the amount of offers Jamie Foxx is getting lately. 
You don't think he's, you don't think he's getting dump truck money? I don't think he's. I don't think he's getting that many. Uh, is, has he been working a lot? Uh, you can well, say Oscar winner Jamie Fox. Yeah, but I could also say star of stealth Jamie Fox. You could yeah, also say no star of White House down. But that would be a really bad fucking marketer. They would say Oscar winner Jamie Fox. I would like the guy to be like, nope, we're going with that. <laughs> this is my vision. This to, is what I want. I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> Miami Vice's Jamie Fox oh. in Annie. Collaterals, Jamie Fox <laughs> in, I don't know, the Old West. Or our friggin' The Soloist's own in Rio 2. He's in both Rio's. Yeah, Wait, and he's going to be in the Annie, Annie movie. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 Daddy Warbucks, who's now. What's it going to for Jamie Foxx when, when he showed up on set for Annie just to realize that Cameron Diaz was planning on phoning this in? Oh, God. They, like, none of them are in the same movie, and it's great. <laughs> and I like that he's not Daddy Warbucks, because that's too white. He's Benjamin Stacks. Oh, that's a, that's a good name. Sorry. That's so much cooler. He's almost 50. Is he really? Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Kylie Minogue, Minogue catching up. She go back to comedy. Jamie Foxx. Jay Fox? I would love him to go to do a comedy. He was Wait, Motherfucker what? Jones in Horrible Bosses. What the fuck was Amazing Spider-Man 2 then? <laughs> Fair enough. You gotta rethink that three, too. <laughs> He's also in a movie, apparently, that was just announced called Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? That's a good question. That's, you that's, know, that's not a thing, right? Is that a thing? Yep, he's gonna be. He's rumored to play Reginald Lewis. Reginald Lewis. And, and why should white guys have all the fun? I don't even know what to say. I've never needed to see a movie more. <laughs> you you could have said more or less. I like really yeah. didn't know where you were going. I, yeah, <laughs> me too. I 100 percent agree. <laughs> oh yeah, I need to see this real bad. This this is a 1201 screening. Uh, Russ, you saw Neighbors, right? Yeah, it's good. Is it? I, I wanted. Oh, did you actually? You guys both saw it. I, I was gonna watch it. I don't know. It seemed okay, but it also seemed like it was just gonna be kind of. I don't know, lame or run of the mill or whatever. He, what I'll I'll give this movie credit. Um, we agree. Okay. Uh, Seth Rogen. Well, he kind of Rogans like he normally does. Him and Rose Byrne have like a pretty solid chemistry. And it's not that sort of situation where it's like, oh, my God, here's this idiot husband and genius bitch wife that don't like each other. Like, it was nice to actually see a couple in a movie kind of be on the same level of intelligence. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they were both like a little ditzy, a little dorky, and like... And a little too into fucking around with these kids. Really? Yeah. Is that what it comes down yeah. to? Do they just they're the ones for the who most start... part. Like the, the the it's more them than the kids because kids are kids. Interesting. Like, it, it, I mean, at least that's how I saw it. I'm like, this movie came down at like most of the conflict was pretty was in my opinion their fault. You're adults, <laughs> and okay. you're and you're in a you're fighting with sure. like college kids. Yeah. Okay. You're you're fighting with uh, college kids and like kind of taking it to the. I mean, great. <laughs> Just because know I you're... know where you would be in this conflict, Russ. You would well, defect yeah. to the frat in, like, one minute. And that's the weird thing, because I watched this movie I mean, clearly wearing both hats. I was like, man, I sympathize with these parents of a kid. Man, that sucks. If you got a kid and these fucking assholes won't shut up. But at the same time, that house ruled. <sighs> and I would have been all about that in college. Yeah. But I thought Zac Efron was actually really good. Yeah, because he was... You know, enough of a, you know, kind of detached prick, but that was actually, you know, but it was still kind of a fun party guy or whatever in that sense. And they didn't really heart of gold him too much because yeah. it wasn't necessary. They let Dave Franco be one, the one that, like, you kind of respect. And Dave Franco, like, owns that role yep. of being the, the, the funny, like, drugged out. But also, kid. like, the moral compass. Yeah. Of- of what they do, I, I, I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was funny. Um, okay. it, it, yeah, it's a funny movie. All right, I do want to see yeah, this. I'd, I'd give, give it a it, solid three and a half. There yeah, you go. I was about okay. to say the exact same thing. Uh, I think it's totally worth watching, uh, especially like on a DVD or something. Has anyone seen Anchorman two? I have. Not to this day, no. I was Anchorman two. I it was howlingly unfunny. 
Well, you did actually see it. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. See, I have a feeling that it's as as bad as as bad as the Austin Power sequels, in that it just kind of repeat repeats the same beats, but doesn't really add to them. Am I correct in that assumption? You are 100 percent correct in that. And I, I can't. God, I can't remember the one bit that got me. Um, and it feels like this movie is only like maybe a hundred minutes, and it felt like three and a half hours. I thought you were gonna say three minutes. No, no, it yeah, feels like like this movie, Ooh. like it goes like they try giving everyone so many arcs and taking the movie in so many different places that like it starts off you think it could be like a fun get the band back together, seeing where everything is, uh, where everyone is in like different places and stuff, and that is five minutes of it, um, hmm. and the rest is just painful. Um, it's not funny. I I laughed out loud maybe once. Um, okay. Go. Well, maybe uh, Will Ferrell and I, what? Oh, I did not see the uh, the version with like three hundred added jokes. Oh, uh, yeah. so maybe that one is actually funnier. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Uh, they had to maybe. release it with you. <laughs> Burn shade. That's good. Well, he's got a movie. Will Ferrell. He's got a movie with um everybody's favorite Kevin Hart coming out. So. Oh really? That might help. Is he in Think Like a Man too? Is that what you're saying? I that would be my dream. No, he plays like a millionaire who's going to go to jail, so he needs a criminal to help him toughen up. And okay. That criminal is Kevin Hart. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. Which makes no sense. I did watch Ride Along recently. It's not terrible. No, it's not it's, terrible. It it totally doesn't belong in this era. That movie should have come out in like 1998. Oh yeah, that that is that would have been perfect, but you know. I don't think either of those two were matured actors enough to get pulled this off in 1998. Ice Cube, maybe. He had just done Anaconda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, yeah. Oh, which Riff Tracks is currently doing a Kickstarter for. Really? To do Anaconda Live. It's a stretch goal of their Godzilla's Kickstarter. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. If they hit 250000 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I'll do, I will I will gladly donate to that. That sounds kind of awesome. I would, we want to see both of those. Anaconda is one of the best dumb ass movies I've ever seen. I do I I donated a ton of money to them, so I hope nice. they get them. nice. Well, yeah. I pledged a ton. Well, I mean, yeah, you're gonna. Well, I mean, it's only funded, so technically I did give it. To them. Yeah, you got it there. Yeah. So, how do you know how many more days it's on for? Uh, I think like twenty. Oh wow! So it's actually that's pretty good. I'm not sure. Did anybody see the campaign? No. I what? Did. What? Remember Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell and um, Zach Galifianakis movie? Yeah, I thought. Was it done? Okay. And it's, right. it's not it's, great, but uh, man, it's not the worst thing in the world. Comedies need to step their game up because, like, the best thing someone's been able to say is like, "Oh yeah, it's not bad." It's got 13 days to go. In case anyone wants to know, they are at 166 thousand dollars right now. I I don't uh, think it's gonna. The, the campaign's probably the best thing. They got a long time. Like Will Ferrell esque, like Will Ferrell movie. Uh, that's happened in the last like two years. Hmm. Too bad. Yeah. I am just looking at all the pledge uh, goals right now and what you can get for them all. I'm trying to think which one I should do. I might up it, I guess. Which one did you do? I pledged 60. 60? That's the one I just started looking at. The full package, plus early, plus digital goods, plus video thank you. That's the video cool. thank you sold me on it. <laughs> You get your name personally thanked not only on a video on a thank you page, but on a thank you video where Mike Nelson, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett thank everyone personally by name with personal thanks. Ooh, the next one up has a uh, has a shirt done. That's the you love your shirts. It's, I do love my shirts. It's really bad. Like I have way too many t shirts. Is that that's <laughs> a thing, right? You can have that. I yeah. accidentally instead of googling riff tracks, googled riff raff. Oh, is does, no. does riff raff have a Kickstarter? Hold on. I wish. Okay, I would really wish you did. That'd be awesome. I would. Again, I would totally donate to that as well. What would Riff Raff be kickstarting? His own version of Spring Breakers. Uh, his own riff tracks of Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, fuck it. You guys are doing that. It's gonna be me. It's gonna be Action Bronson. We're just gonna be going through this. It's gonna be awesome. And I would pay the fuck out of that to see that. Oh man. I would too. All right, okay, thank good. You. I'm very happy. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. Yeah, so, uh, Riff Raff, if you're listening to this, get on that. We know you are. Yeah, yeah. We know you're a listener. We, we know you're you know, a huge fan, but you know, just get on that. Get on that if you can. Mm, yeah, okay. All right. I'm not going to the next movie yet. I don't think is we're this, ready. Is this technically petering out? Yes. 
Uh, only because you said that last line. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. Has any, oh, what has been some recent riff tracks? I keep getting emails about them like every week about whatever they're coming out with, but I haven't bought one since, I don't know, Transformers 3? Oh, Lord. Uh, no, there was something that came out like uh, a week or two ago uh, that I just got. And I came, it was Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that sounds pretty good. How was that? Yeah, watch I it? just watched it. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. That movie is very difficult to watch, though. I need to, all right, Russ, can you tell us about X Men Days of Future Past? I was about to start playing three if that didn't happen. I mean, I guess I can. Can you go back in X- time, save this podcast? <laughs> okay, I'll just need Alan Page to stand over me for two and a half hours and <laughs> nothing else. Uh, X Men Days of Future Past, directed by uh, Brian Singer. Yeah. Uh, the X Men send Wolverine to the past in a desperate effort to change history and prevent an event that results in doom. For both humans and mutants. I enjoyed it. Me too. Yeah. All right. And that's the podcast, everybody. Um, <laughs> I think this movie I, I, did. I saw no. X-Men Days of Future Pass again. Oh, did you really? I went, really? I went with Adam and Evelyn. Like oh, yeah. They said that they were going to try and get you to do that. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Is it really? Yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't think it would hold up on a repeated viewing. Yeah, I think I was I, just happy that it fixed a bunch of shit. And now I'm like, this movie was kind of just like a tool Fix some shit, get out of here, and then, like, you know, make something I might want to see. But next why wouldn't they just reboot it instead? Because they, I, I, I really I think, think it's, it's like Hugh Jackman. I think, well, I think it's just Hugh Jackman. Is it just Hugh Jackman at this point? Well, and Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. But they were, yeah. they were barely in this movie. And the next one apparently is still the younger people. Yep. Yes, it is. But they fixed enough of the original cast that if they ever want to go back to it, they just kind of can. And that you know they're going to basically have an X World movie out every other year and and being able to do them with two separate casts means they won't have to like tie people up for as much mm-hmm. That's true. But I which is what think, i'm thinking like what is what movies are those gonna be though like are they still gonna keep doing these like else worlds type things of like you know age of apocalypse well the next one stuff? is apocalypse but Every time you read a little bit, you, it, it sounds like they don't know if it's going to be Apocalypse Apocalypse or Age of Apocalypse or some kind of bastardization of... That's what I've been trying to figure like, out, too. So that's weird. A few things. And like, it's going to be in the 80s. Yeah. If Dazzler's not there, I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, and if it's not Kylie Minogue as Dazzler... <laughs> I'm one, I 100% agree on that one. On the Kylie Minogue. Uh, yeah. You know what? All right. Yeah. All right, I'll go all. But I'm I, I will say this: like Happy watching birthday. watching X Men, like Grant and I enjoyed the movie, but it's kind of frustrating that they still can't juggle more than like three characters. No, and like that like, thing is the, like you, when, no, go ahead. They always introduce such a big cast and then shove them to the side. Yeah, they're like all these other mutants: Fan Bing Bing, Omar Sy. All the like those dudes. Bishop says not like what may, he might have one, one or two line, lines, which is pathetic. I, Bishop's Halle Berry, awesome. I Come think, on. has one line. Yeah, but she dies at one point. That was awesome. Yeah, that was so great. Oh, I want them. I that's one thing I'd love for them to just like give us a young storm that's not her. Yeah, and I think Brian Singer is a little too into this cast. Like, who gives Sean Ashmore? Is not Iceman oh. is my fa- is one of my favorite X Men, and there hasn't there still hasn't been not Iceman. Be anything less like the comic Iceman. It's right. ridiculous. Oh, but, you know, don't you just, not like, just let Sean Ashmore have this, okay? Isn't what he else does he follow- have? He's on the following. He's got yeah, something going. His brother. But that that's the annoying thing. It's like now in the X books, there's like about seventy different Icemans, and all of them are more interesting than Sean Ashmore has ever been. Correct. Right, but oddly enough, I liked Quicksilver. Well, that's I, I really like it. It's like clearly Quicksilver was the most thought out character in the entire film. Yeah, totally. And it's got to only different. be because they wanted to fuck over Marvel and Avengers. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's oh. the only character that clearly, like, they really thought about what they could do with his powers, except Blink. I guess, but Blink oh, was more like, of like I, the one visual gag. What I thought Blink, Blink I thought shit Blink looked awesome. cool. I thought Blink was cool. I think Blink could have had a much Blink, ro- a larger role if they wanted to, but they just didn't. Here's the problem: is like X Men movies get so tied into just like giving you a special effect that they don't give you a character. 
Yeah. And Blink as a special effect ruled. Blink yeah. as a character is irrelevant. That is totally true. Yeah. Well, well, what was she? <laughs> mm-hmm. Fan Bing Bing. <laughs> oh, but, but I'm not allowed to say. Petering up. Petering up. He's peeing up. What was that movie she was in when we were reviewing and I just said, I kept saying Bing Bing and you guys were getting mad at me like it wasn't her name. <laughs> I forget. Iron Man 3? It might have been that. No, she wasn't in that. Probably wasn't in the in Chinese print. Isn't that what we talked about? No. Are you sure? Let me just Google this Bing Bing real quick. Okay. <laughs> oh, that just sounds racist. It really sounds this terrible. Sounds, this sounds racist. This sounds again. really racist. Um, you know, but back to Quicksilver. Um, Great. He's, Except for his, that ability to stop a Pong game and also make Pong go faster. Oh, yeah. That was, well, that's the thing I really liked when uh, I, I was reading uh, this guy. Minor detail. Who was like, why would you take the time to introduce a character whose power kind of turns into stopping, being able to move a bullet out of its path like Magneto and then not bring him to France? Right. Because the one thing they were trying to do was stop someone from shooting someone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Go watch it on TV. Like, this was, you're done. Thanks. You, You just did more than we all can. Yep. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, good job. Did you know that you can tell that they wrote him to fuck over um, Marvel proper because it was originally, it was supposed to be Juggernaut that they were going to find to help them get Magneto. But I guess, I guess Brian Singer after the first draft was like, well, you know, we kind of already seen him. So let's think like, why did it, why did it have to be him? Like, especially if they're only going to like wink at you about the fact that he's Magneto's son. Right. It's, it's, you could have written any other X-Men character. You could have made a case for his powers being able to be the one that could help them get out of right. there. So why why does it have to be him? Especially since in X-Men 2, just injecting a dude with a little bit more iron in his blood was enough to get Magneto out of prison. But he, right. didn't, he didn't, doesn't figure that out until he's older. <laughs> There's iron in your blood. Why is he Bane? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, there's iron. Oh, man. And did Colossus speak at all in three movies? Uh, once uh, in X-Men, in X-Men 2. In X-Men 2, he goes to Wolverine. He's like, what do you I can help. Oh, Wolverine's can... like, no. Save the kids. And that's it. <laughs> you gave every teenage boy a really awesome excitement boner. Mm-hmm. Just walk away, please. Yeah. Oh, and uh, also, but his death scene, really, like, he fires the big TV. He's like, I don't know where Rogue went. I think she left. It's his death scene is awesome. I love that. I loved him getting ripped. From yeah. That. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think of the set? Like, we finally saw Sentinels on screen besides just a severed head. Looks stupid. Well, the, yeah. the 1973 Sentinels. Oh, those look good. Were the most like technologically advanced thing I've ever seen in a movie that was really trying to root itself in an error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't, like they apparently also have like holographic touchscreens in the seventies. Yeah. So I, I feel like so, realism is out the window. They have touchscreens. I thought at one point, like when Boulevard Trask is showing uh, was that a like screen, that was just a projector. I thought he was like interacting with it. Oh, you thought I might wrong. be wrong. You saw it twice. I did not. There you go. Yeah. So how did like some of the the battles actually hold up the second time for the few that there are? The, the, once again, the Quicksilver scene's fun, but yeah. it. It stands out so much, like, oh, you're you're just being dicks because okay. everything yeah. other than that is boring as shit. Really. And it felt like that movie that kind of had, and I like First Class. I know you might, you're not as big on it as I am, but it kind of had a little bit more of that like zippy or kind of fun vibe that X Men movies don't have because they're so fucking dour. Right. That was like the one bit of levity in the movie. Yeah. And it's like X Men can still have you know a little lightness. This makes me want to have an X-Men TV show. Like, <laughs> X-Men is built for TV. There's too much shit going on. There's too many stories, and it's too, like, soap operatic in, in terms of, like, the, the stories that they, that they have mm-hmm. that it would make more sense on TV yeah. than it ever makes sense as a movie. Yeah, maybe, right, yeah. Yeah. And you could I do think a school there... show. You could do a, a team show. Like, a cartoon. It, it, would, it would just make more yeah. sense being yeah. done on a weekly basis. But they got Hugh Jackman, and they love Wolverine, so... That's, yeah. 
Uh, I did like there was a cracked article today that talked about some of the implications of of these movies, uh, and I thought that was kind of funny that like Professor X uh, went into some coma victim guy's body and got plastic surgery to look like himself again because well that's that's the other oh yeah don't too, don't worry that, about that at the end of the Wolverine in which Professor X and Magneto come in yeah yeah so how quickly did things go to shit. <laughs> Because the end of the Wolverine didn't seem like anything bad was happening. How did we yeah. get to, like, weird fluorescent destroyed New York? That's a good point. Like, how because, long was that supposed to be? Well, I can tell you. Because Wolverine t- takes place in pretty much the modern day, correct? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we'll call that 2013 at the time. This And that future in Days of Future Past was supposed to be 2023. So I guess shit really kind of marinated for the first 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then kicked up a notch in the last ten, which doesn't make any sense. No. Also, I mean, those movies with the time travel make my head hurt. But. Yeah. By the way, I figured out it wasn't Fan Bing Bing; it was Bing Bing Lee in Resident Evil. Oh. Okay. Yes. Two actors named Bing Bing. That's weird. We did that one live. <laughs> would have thought that we would remember people laughing at that, but apparently not. Wait, what? We did that one on stage. No, I know it was. It was never mind. Was it a gag? Not really. Okay. But Bing Bing is actually like the last name. Well, well it's it's in that cult, like the last name goes first, right? Yeah. And then, uh, but it's the annoying thing that's like, oh god, when no, when Asian actors like her they, they they premiere, we put it one way, and then it's always like two years later. It was like, oh yeah, but that's not it really though. Like Zhang Zayi for like her Z. like Wong Kar Wai. I still say Wong Kar Wai, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Yeah, for, like, the first two movies, it's that way, and then later on it's like, okay, now that you've done it, you've earned your real name. <laughs> so weird, yeah. And it's it's every single time. Every single time. Zhang Zi became Z Zhang after two films. The Bing Bing became the Bing Bing. Chan Jackie became Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you guys want to rate it? Oh, well, here's your, like, casual oh, reminder that I uh, read Jackie Chan's autobiography. Okay. And it was amazing. <laughs> Thank you for that. Is that petering out? I think that's petering out. Peter, so. what would you give this movie? X Men? No. Jackie first Chan. time. First time around, I'd give it a three and a half. Mm-hmm. Second time, two and a half. Okay. Alex, I'm giving it a three and a half. Uh, I'm, you know, I think it's all right. Russ, three and a half. It's nice to clear out some shit. Yeah, I was going to give it three and a half as well. But uh, I don't know, maybe on a a repeated viewing, I will not feel quite as strongly. Uh, What are you guys looking forward to coming up? Peter, you still got to see Godzilla, so we didn't talk about that one yet. Um, Yeah, I'm seeing Godzilla Friday. Nice. I I can't wait for uh, next month we're going to talk about How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, two. Yeah? Well, we can talk about the first one again if you want. Yeah, we're going to talk about How to Train Your Dragon 2, which I'm so excited for. I'm at, it's going to be difficult because I'm really excited for 22 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the same yeah. day. Same Even though I expected nothing from the first one. So now I've become now worried that I won't like the second one. Because you're going to be expecting too much from it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I had zero expectations for the first one. Yeah, I agree. And it was so goddamn funny. What else? Is, what? what else? Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow we talked about. Maleficent, you guys. Tom Cruise sci-fi does, can do no wrong for me. Yeah. There's something about him in a sci-fi movie that's just like... Why not? It doesn't take itself too seriously. It doesn't take itself serious. It doesn't take itself too lightly. It's just in this perfect mid-level range. Oblivion. That if it's dumb or great, it's still just enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, how about Age of Extinction? Can't wait. What's that? Transformers. Oh God. Oh. Oh man. When we oh when uh, me Tiggs and uh, Alex were there when we saw X Men and people actually clapped for the Transformers trailer. It was depressing. Oh God. Oh, the new one with the Dinobot in it. Yeah, that's the one, yeah, yeah. Comes yeah. Out I thought that had already been out, but I don't know, I guess... It yeah, people have been clapping over dumb shit. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, August 1st, so... That's August. That's a while You guys away. are forgetting Maleficent. I, no. you know what, I, I will probably see Maleficent. I will. I'm going to. Yeah, I, I, it actually does... The trailers intrigue me. I'll let it's, you guys uh, know how it is. I just like, said I would go see it. I know the hunt's been written all over it. I, I didn't hate that. That mossy turtle... Oh, that Mossy Turtle is pretty great. Oh, I forgot about Mossy Turtle. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this would be terrible. But most importantly, Think Like a Man 2, uh, June 20th. You know what I'm actually excited for? Um, um, like Deliver Us from Evil. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's like Eric a Bannon? summer uh, summer horror movie. Yeah, it's Eric Bana's horror film, right? Yeah, Eric Bana. Yep. Like, it's, it's his turn. Demonic turn. Yeah. Yep. Ethan Hawke wasn't available. No, he I was guess probably uh, filming. I know. Where has Ethan Hawke been this year? He was everywhere last this, year. Got, this is also from the writer and director of Sinister. Nice. So there's no reason why he shouldn't be in Deliver Us from Evil. No, Ethan Hawke's got Childhood coming out. Oh, Boyhood. Boyhood. That yeah. movie looks fantastic. That's going to be, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to feel I mean, a lot So technically, feels. Ethan Hawke's been doing that for 16 years. 12 years. Yes. 12 years. So lay off him. He's busy. <laughs> <laughs> he did th- He did like six movies last year, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, man. And the, like half that of them that there's so many horror movies. baby uh, Selena Gomez. Which one was I that? Oh, I Get away. That. I wanted to see that. Get away. Huh, it's all that. right. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we'll see. Purge Anarchy. That I, I am excited for. I'm so excited for that because it looks like what the Purge should have been. Exactly. It was just like in order to get uh, the Purge, you know, just the series off the ground, we have to start with just like this one really simple film uh, and give Ethan so Hawke really a couple have bucks. They ground that world. <laughs> no, it's not that they have to ground that world. They have to get a fucking budget for that world, you dick. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, not now this beef within the podcast. Don't make me bring you into this, Alex. Yeah, I think I think we just ganged up on you. <laughs> That's how it happens. We turn yeah, on a and then Everybody is forgetting about it, but it's going to be great. Step up, all in. So you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us your thoughts uh, or whatever. Just email us. We're, if you we'll figured out what Petering Out was. Yeah, if you remember what Petering Out was, let us know at moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. And you can rate us on iTunes uh, by searching for The Priests and the Beekeeper, which is the name of our improv troupe. Uh, and we have a show the third Thursday of every month at 8 p.m. Uh, at Long Island City's The Creek and the Crave. Uh, the Creek and the Crave. That's not mm-hmm. the right date, but that would actually be... That's a pretty good name I for a castle. castle. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking right now. Uh, June 19th uh, will be our next one, uh, 8 p.m. We're going to get some stand-ups. We're going to get some improv groups, and it's going to be a good time. Come on out. $5 to Cotty in a shot. I say that a lot, but whatever. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here with me. Digs out. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. Oh, of course. I will always be here on the Movie Movie Podcast. And so will we.